Good morning, Vikings fans. This is Morning Joe's, and I am your host, uh, Joe Johnson, owner of PurplePTSD.com and VikingsTerritory.com, as well as PurpleTerritoryRadio.com. I'll turn my webcam on for those of you that are watching us via live streaming. Uh, which is still relatively new to us. I've noticed that uh, the audio is a lot better if you download the episode or stream it, uh, just the audio, on a podcast platform. Um, so <clears throat> if you're um, live streaming, we are working on the audio uh, as well as the video. Ooh, there's an Oberly I see. Wow. The future is now. Can you see me? Uh, I cannot. I can see me, which is awesome. Um, I see, yeah, I'm seeing a little black square for me. Weird. Um, anyway, the cool news to start the show off, the uh, couple things. Uh, our Morning Joe's is brought to you by, as always, Ticket Club. If you're looking for tickets to the Raiders game this weekend, which I will be at. Joe, I believe you'll be there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why we're going. We must be gluttons for punishment. Uh, but you go to Ticket Club at, or to uh, Purple PTSD Vikings Territory, and uh, you can get uh, a 12-month membership, premium membership for free. That means tickets with no fees. We also started working with Total Sports Enterprises this week, which um, will allow you to buy one-of-a-kind, kind of exclusive Vikings autographed memorabilia and merchandise from across all different platforms, like uh, all different years, uh, starting with the Purple People Eaters up until uh, players that are currently under roster. If nice. you go to the site, it's you get a 30% discount using Purple PTSD as your discount code. But the other cool news is that our show starting this week, uh, probably more with a more formal rollout next week, is part of Big Heads Media, which is a national podcast platform uh they covered now 31 of the 32 nfl teams so we're bringing all our shows over so get used to uh seeing lots and lots of us not to uh, be confused with big head todd and the monsters right hey as my dad used to call my best friend big head todd because he i think was a hydrocephalic um the reason that we're not really talking about football a minute into the show is because i cannot in my mind and i'm prone to hyperbole, cannot remember a time where I was as um, hopeless. Well, Joe, hopeless this, let me just like, say, this this show was uh, postponed today because you weren't feeling very well, and you're, you're saying that it was either the flu or food poisoning, but we know the real reason, don't we? Yeah. I've, I got avian flu from eating crow. <clears throat> um... <laughs> I honestly, that was a joke that I made uh, to my girlfriend, uh, who I have to bring up m- multiple times each show so people know I'm not making her up. <laughs> That's just a laugh track that I purchased. Um, yeah, I, 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 and Joe, I think um, after the game, I did uh, the post game that I've been doing. I do a pre, a pre game, a post game. Must and, see TV right and, there, baby. And a halftime show, and I just, my brain broke. You know, and I feel bad. I don't know. Um, you know, there's been people who I respect uh, uh, in general, but on a football um, analysis level that have been 
kind of hedging their... Now I don't want to say hedging their bets, but they've been defending Cousins in a way that I just can't. Um, you know, a lot of, of the theories, and I guess we're getting right into it, but a lot of the, the, the theories are, well, Diggs took his helmet off. They left, you know, there was the pass interference call that took away four points. Bailey missed a field goal, and then you missed the extra point because of Diggs, and so those are all the points left on the board, and it wasn't 100% Cousins' fault. And it, you know, That's right. It, it, it is right. It wasn't. I mean, it, the football doesn't work that way. Um, but I, I did say, and I want to hold myself as accountable as possible in this business uh, before the season, that if, if things went sideways for Cousins, even if pass protection isn't perfect, which it never is, I wasn't going to make excuses <clears throat> for him. And I feel like, yes, had Daly, Bailey made that kick, had they made that extra point, had the refs not had that horrible call things could have been different but yes but then they always change it different from that i mean you know the butterfly effect they could have cousins could have screwed it up again later some other way i you know i think right now what we need is an, a big 10 intervention from your dad so he can Oof. come in and t- talk you down off the 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 talk you back onto the Kirk cousins bandwagon he's tried and it's it's you know he uh had a bad game he had a bad game he did yeah. some fine things you know but he had a bad game i he's I, I've been trying to go through it too because the the, uh, the 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 chatter against Cousins was so widespread and so you know vitriolic that you know, it's like you know it, it's a team game and it's it's never the one reason why they lost. But you have to separate out the fact that he played poorly and he did, yes. and he has played poorly in the past. He has played great in the past. So you have to look at it all with. Uh, in context and just say are you going to now because he has this one bad game take and get rid of him and 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 trade for slaughter like i heard said on the radio today are you kidding me with with but, like no irony attached to it exactly or or <laughs> you know we we even have a story on the on uh, on purple phtd this morning about uh who you know that the uh Cousins, Keenum, and Teddy, who's better or whatever. I mean, yeah. we, we've got Cousins. Cousins is the quarterback. He's a decent quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's got to figure out a way to not panic in situations. That throw, I, I was actually, before he even threw it, I saw him backpedaling, and I just yelled, yeah. no, yeah. don't throw it. And I, and I don't usually see things beforehand, but I just, this had doom written all over it, and we hadn't even hadn't even seen on the video screen or the TV of the end zone situation. I just knew it was a bad idea. And, yeah. you know, you got to throw that ball away. You have to throw that ball away. I'm, I'm not completely sold. And maybe I'm jumping around here to this, to this, uh, to this, uh, talker, but it, I'm not completely sold on it was the great thing, the, the best play call. I understand why they did it. Zimmer said they were trying to catch him off guard because they had been ramming the ball down his throat. I said, you know, in a situation like that, keep ramming it. On first and goal at the eight, see if you can get to the four-yard line, you know, and, and see what that sets up to, for you next. It, I, I didn't like the call. It's fine. That's what they went with. It, it, it probably was set up perfectly. Good deal. I still didn't like it. But yeah. even worse was the pass. Come on, Kirk, at this many years in the league, you have to be thinking on that play. I have to – I cannot on first down kill it. I can't. I have to throw it away. You have – that has to be part of your thinking. And if it's not, that's that's a problem. And how so. often is that – with that many seconds having 
taken place in that play is there a guy standing in the corner of the end zone wide open you know <laughs> even if he missed somebody visually you you would think with all the time he had running that he would have thought there's no way that Diggs is wide open right now right that, that, <clears throat> you know that's not the time to throw it up to your guy and say i hope he can make a play not it, on it, first down at the eight yard line no exactly and here's my thing and i know you weren't doing this but i've heard it from other people what you were just saying about the play call and not throwing it and, and continuing to run it because they were having a tremendous success running the ball uh, for the second week in a row. <clears throat> um, the fact that I think moving forward we're going to have to do that, I think you wrote about that, and I could be mixing your post-game article with someone else's because I was reading like three things at the same time. Um, well, that's amazing. Crying myself to sleep. Um, is that... When you bring a quarterback in like Cousins, and I'm not even talking about the money, but just the expectation, if we're at the point where we basically have to say, yeah, I don't think we want to throw it on first down because Cousins is a liability, you know, that, and again, I'm not saying that's what you were saying, but just the general idea of saying, well, no, you know, let's try to go back to the first week where they throw the ball a limited amount of times. I mean, right, right. And and turn Cousins into a, a, a game manager completely. Uh, because he's he's just too much of a, a wild man for some reason. Um, that is not what we brought him in for, and that's no, where it's I, not. You know, the, the the Kirby wrote the article you were talking about this morning, and he and I, yeah. um, I was going to do about the labor with him at the last second on Sunday after my show because there was a communication thing, and he was just looking for someone else to do it, and I had other plans so I couldn't but then I thought you know it's almost better that I didn't do it because I know that he's on the side of not so it's I think he broke it down a certain way like it was 50% cousins 25% this 25% that um but you know my my bottom line is and I've been one of the at least uh when it comes to like podcasting and writing articles uh, vocally supportive guys of cousins and I've been pretty open about how biased and where my bias comes from um, but, you know, I, the way I, I put it to him in text after that game, after I calmed down a little bit, was that, you know, you he can't start 4 of 14. He can't have a game where, at this point, he is, what, 43% completions, second worst uh, game in his career. Uh, the first, the, the only game worse than that was, like, his fourth game as a starter. <laughs> you know, three turnovers on him. The, 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 going back to that fumble, he fumbled the play before that. And they lucked yeah, out, and 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 uh, I think maybe it was Bradbury that picked it up. Somebody picked it up, maybe Ursma Jr. Um, and the very next play, he gets taken down again, and it was almost like he fumbled on purpose or something. It was like he didn't. He didn't. I uh, know, but I, you know what I mean. Like it was like you think no. having the play before that happened that way that he would have like secured the ball a little bit. Well, he was trying to make him play. He's stepping up in the pocket, and the guy made a good play on defense. That's the thing that nobody ever considers when they criticize somebody in this game, that there's 11 guys on the other team trying to beat your brains out and trying to stop the play, whatever you're doing, and trying to make you screw up and trying to alter it. And you know, Not everything works to perfection. I mean, I, I disagree with you that. I don't think last week they were trying to make him a, a, a manager a game manager that the the game just which dictated that you know you got off to the, the huge lead right away you run the ball you know and that's the way it is that has nothing to do with cousins i don't think this week uh you get down by 21 and suddenly you have to score points as quickly as possible you have to move the ball up and down the field and that's going to mean you're putting it on your quarterback's arm so there's a little bit more pressure and you also 
and I, I wrote this in the chat as we were uh, talking during the game. I said, they have to be perfect from here on in. They have to be perfect in order to win this game because, you know, you figure that the, the Packers are going to, you know, put more points on the board. So you have to keep, you know, you have to do it more quickly. And, and you know, God love them. The defense was freaking lights out after that. And they, yeah. they were virtually perfect. Cousins was not. You know, the pressure is more on him. I still don't like the decisions on either of the uh, interceptions. Uh, the fumbles, I you know, the fumbles. I think you have to take them each play on its own merit. And he was <clears throat> he he was hit. You know, I, I, the second one's not his fault. I don't think. You know, I mean, should he have not continued to look downfield and try to make a play when the defense was coming in around him? The guy stuck his hand out, and knocked it out of him. It's unfortunate, but. Uh, I, I, I do fault him for the two interceptions. Those are on him because I think there were poor decisions that he should be able to do better. The, the fumbles get lumped in with all the times he's fumbled, and then suddenly you can you can take the numbers and say this guy has fumbled this many times over this period of time. Well, none of those fumbles I don't think have anything to do with the ones that we saw. You know, they they just don't have anything to do with it. So I, he does I, seem to fumble a lot, though. Well, you know. Uh, maybe that's because of the offensive line. And one of them was a, a play where he was going downfield getting a, a, a first down, which is a great play, which is something the Vikings want him to do, is use his legs when plays Do you think he should have slid on that play, though? Uh, if if it would have cost him the first down, no. But, yes, probably a slide would have been better because then he's protecting the ball. I, you know, that might have been – I think he would have had the first down. I think he was just frustrated. You got to remember that these are these are split to sec- second decisions that you have to make. You know when when you're trying to get to the sticks and then you know then he's got to turn his body. But uh, you know I, I am not going to hammer him for those two fumbles. I will I do am all in hammering him for those two passes because the 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 first one uh, to. Uh, he was trying, you know, there was four guys around uh, uh, Stefan Diggs when he tried to put that in there. And people yeah. were saying, oh, it was late. Yeah, he was late. He, you know, maybe there was a second earlier, the, the window was open. But when I watched the play and I look back at it, he he's looking at Diggs the whole way. And so that's why the four players are converging. And the one guy that's in front of him, the linebacker, sloughs off of Kyle Rudolph, leaving him wide open. If Kirk is a good quarterback or if he's Aaron Rodgers, he looks those guys in. Boom, turns to the right, has a a 20-yard gain. And I'm sorry, that's a bad decision. You should know. I mean, you should see there's four guys. You're you're throwing right in the teeth of their zone, you know. And and if if you're going to have them, you know, uh, if you want to use your eyes, which is what they're all focusing on, use them to your advantage. But all right. uh, No, you're right. I mean, the announcer on that, the first interception said there were three better options than Diggs on that play. Yeah, there Um, were. That's Im- I, I said something similar last week. It's embarrassing to hear uh, an announcer say something that obviously bad. <laughs> and and the, the reason I brought up the fumbles, um, excuse me, was I was – what scares me is how do you fix something like this? Because I think Zimmer yeah. uh, talking about it um, – in the paper this week said something about, you know, there was some good, there was that touchdown pass to Diggs, which the announcer had said something that, you know, he thought the safety was going to come over the top and pick that ball. I mean, we've seen other examples of, of, of cousins, just a split by an, a hair getting a touchdown to, to Diggs or Thielen. And if you take that aspect away of the game from him, because you don't want him to make weird down-the-field decisions, even mm-hmm. though I wouldn't necessarily say either of those picks were 
really down the field passes, not no, in the vein of, of what I'm talking about here. But, you know, I wonder, you know, it's it's not as easy as, as hindsight makes it seem, where you can go back and say, don't do this, but keep doing this. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and if they limit him, what, what, what scares me a little bit uh, in that vein, too, is that I think that Cousins' problem is perhaps he's too over prepared and he gets really stuck in his own head um it's possible it's possible but and then he just like i think he used the word panic i mean there's no other way to explain that it uh touchdown or the interception in the end zone other than panic or hubris or whatever you want to call it but it was so dumb but there's nobody on him either. I mean, he had all once he split out to the right, there was nobody on him, and he's backpedaling. You know, to, I mean, someone was coming eventually, but then backpedal and throw off your back foot. Oh my God, you're just asking for that thing to be picked off because that move gives everybody more time to come in and converge yeah. on your your receiver. It's it was there was so many things wrong with that play, and I, I you know I'm not sure if it was panic because he wasn't under that much duress. Maybe it was Hubris. Maybe it was. You know, I, I thought I heard somewhere him saying that, you know, trying to make, you know, th- throw it up there and let uh, what's-his-face make a, a play. And I, if that's the case, then then he's a knucklehead because, yeah. you know, that, that, that's uh, – and he's not. He's a smart guy. He, uh, they, they aren't limiting his offense uh, like they did with Case Keenum. And, by the way, uh, Kirby's right just for the record on 50-25-25. So um, I should say I agree with him. Anyway, Outside of uh, the – he threw Delvin Cook into the mix, and I don't remember Cook doing anything wrong. Um, <laughs> if anything, yeah, oh, he, he was, I mean, God, and I was, oof. uh, we'll get into cook. Cause you're looking like, uh, the fantasy genius picking him up when you did well, the league you. and touchdowns and yards. Let, let, let me get in first place first before I, I, mean, I just, want, <laughs> I, I only won one game so far. So I wish you were in the dynasty league. Somehow I'm in first place. Because uh, my, uh, you can start three quarterbacks a week, so I just drafted three quarterbacks. My third quarterback's Carson Wentz. That seems to be better than. It. Anyway, we're getting too far off. Yeah, yeah. you know, here's my, uh, yeah. It's just there's so much to it, and I that is a genuine question. I'm I guess I'm asking you, and it's it's folded into the next little point, which is how, <clears throat> if anything, do you fix this, or do you let him play? Th- you obviously have to let him play through it. There's no other option. You can't cut him. I know everyone's throwing all these weird scenarios like you brought up. Um, that, that's what they're going to do, Joe. I was listening to Zimmer on the way home from my PT appointment. Do you think they let him play through it with conditions, or they just see what happens? Nope. I mean, they're they're pretty much married to him, so they they might as well just see what happens, I guess. But oh, there, there are to. jobs on the line here. They have to, and they, they he, he 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 just said that he goes, he's our quarterback. We have the utmost confidence in him. He goes, he's played good in the past, and he's going to play good in the future. He's going to play good this week, is what Zimmer said. And so there, you know, I know. Hopefully, that's not just oh my God, we have to bolster his his self esteem again. But no, I, I just think that's actually what they have to do. He's their guy. They're married to him, just like Zimmer was married to uh, Teddy for the next ten years before he got hurt. I remember him saying that. I was hoping you'd be my quarterback for the next 10 years. So they are locked, you know, uh, handcuffed to to uh, 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 Cousins. There's no other option for them out there. The What you do is try to figure out the best way to do it. And I think you will see, I'm not going to say they're going to turn him into a game manager. I don't think so because he's better than that. And he has played better than that. And he can play better than that. You know, I, you go back, I mean, he, he played so poorly. I go back to the the game last year against Green Bay up there when he threw that unbelievable pass to uh, 
uh, yeah. Adam Thielen in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And he said afterwards, a couple of weeks later, I was in the locker room, and he says, uh, you know, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have thrown that. I, I think he was being amazed at how kind of lucky that it was. And that's a little concerning in and all of itself, you know. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know that you'd ever hear uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers say something like that, but what you will get with Aaron Rodgers is the, the whiny – uh, crabbing at his his head coach as he's walking up the sideline when a play doesn't work out for him, you know. Did you see that on Sunday? So I, I'll, I'll take the Cousins who takes this stuff on himself, tries to figure out how to fix it, and and moves on. Perhaps he doesn't have what it takes to make these these split uh, second decisions and make the right throws. He's got the physical tools. They they told us for forever that pass to. Uh, digs for the touchdown that almost got picked off was was a great pass, but it might have been lucky too. I don't know. I don't know that much about it, but I, I, you just have to continue to roll with this guy. He's your guy. He's good enough. He, you know, with the rest of this team, you know, when we talked about the defense, how good they were, how good Delvin Cook is, how good these receivers are. Give this guy the tools and the situations he needs to succeed, and he will. But he's not going to do it every time because there's great teams in the in the NFL that are going to try to beat his brains out and we, we saw a good defense last week I'm sorry the Packers have a really good defense as well yeah I mean it, it would have been an incredible win for how that game mm-hmm. started it Absolutely. felt a lot like the Bills game of last year where they just all was, I mean it was different because it wasn't a turnover based the third touchdown was but you know the the, the Packers first three drives were um <clears throat> I haven't written down. Four plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Second drives, 11 plays, 63 yards, and a touchdown. For, uh, the third was the four-play, 33-yard touchdown after the, the fumble by Cousins. And you look at how the defense completely shut them down after that. Somebody um, that does the, the Vikings podcast in, in Spanish on our network um, posted all of the... Uh, drives after that you know punt 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 interception um it was it did he do it in spanish uh yeah for the most part <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know that's really it was heartening um you know at the same time uh, it's great that you have this on the agenda though. excuse me that you have this on the agenda because i i can't figure it out I mean, how did they start this way? How did you know when they're that dominant as they were yeah. to a very, a very good quarterback and a and a new system they weren't familiar playing against with with uh, uh, Lafleur's system and a healthy Aaron Rodgers? How did they just look like the most porous Swiss cheese defense you ever saw for those first three drives, and then suddenly, boom, shut them down completely? It was amazing what they did after that. I know, I, and it was you know Harris. Um, had a quote that that kind of stood out to me about it he said there wasn't anything in their scheme or any wrinkles that we were struggling with he said um we just took turns not executing uh different players on the defense and then they just apparently figured it out um because we saw a different defense start the game last week against atlanta they came out firing that first series they were so pumped up yeah Atlanta and here they were back on their heels they were clueless I mean Devontae Adams for 39 yards is wide open nobody's near him you know you gotta you can put one of them on the offense one of those touchdowns because that was after a turnover but I mean they couldn't stop him for beans and then uh, is that is that is that mental preparedness I mean you know because they certainly had the scheme the scheme set 
and yeah. ready to go because it, it, it worked the rest of the way. I, th- this is the, for me, as much as there's uh, consternation about Cousins, this is the biggest head-scratcher. What the heck was going on? Yeah, Harrison first- Smith said something about they, 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 needed, they needed a warm-up period or they needed to get rid of the need of needing one. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I think we're <laughs> – that was the best sentence ever spoken yeah, can, on this show. Did you diagram that sentence? <laughs> it's like one of those boards with all the, like, that yarn connecting everything. Um <laughs> You know, I think we saw some of this in the preseason too. I remember you and I, you and I kind of talking about it in one of the live chats that we were doing. Um, the bend don't break thing, kind of being used to them starting out a little slow on defense and then figuring things out. This was a, a much more extreme example of that. I mean, it was like polar opposites. Um, but you know, they left a better taste in your mouth at the end of the game. Cause like, man, is this defense good um, when it when it's cooking? But yeah, I mean, it is. It, Every defense has to make an adjustment. I mean, they got they come out, they they figure they got their game plan set. They go out there in the field, they start the first few series seeing what they're doing. If if the other if the other side you know executes well, yeah, they're going to score points because you're still figuring them out. But th- then then you say, okay, you get to the sidelines and you have a little Zimmer and say, this is what we're doing, this is what we're going to do. But my goodness, for three straight uh, series, they were they looked lost, and then suddenly they looked as dominant as as they were last week and as we're hoping they will be all year. It's just, and it's I'm, just I'm much bizarre. more confident in that happening than in anything with Cousins. I think I said this on my recap, and I'm trying to tie this together uh, in a kind of an awkward way, but and it's still early and everything. I just feel like my expectations for the season are a lot lower than they were before really? the Packers game. Just because, <laughs> you know, I feel like I saw something in Cousins that I hadn't really seen, and maybe that's because I was looking at him from a biased point of view, but it just seemed like almost uh, akin to the uh, third preseason game. You know, I didn't think he played that poorly last season, you know, maybe because it was hidden by the lack of a run game or he had some uh, a fantastic start to the season, but it almost felt like forced panic. Like, he just looked bad. Um, yeah. You know, I, the way I, I narrowed it down was... You know, he was making bad decisions sometimes. <clears throat> and when he made yeah. the right decision, he struggled to make the throws um, as well. That's, you not, know? that's so not it, good. It was like every possible bad thing. Could, and then he was turning the ball over, which is part of it. Um, so I just I didn't feel like last season that he particularly played that awful, at least not bad enough to kind of blow a, a game that other parts of the team obviously screwed up. I mean, if the defense played that way the entire game, they would have had, you know, the Green Bay would have maybe had three points and the Vikings would have won despite Cousins or something. Um, but when, you know, in this league, I think when, when especially in a division game, and we saw how important week two was last year against the Packers and how they, they basically t- uh, got a tie instead of a victory for different reasons, uh, you know, every one of these games is going to count when it comes to making the playoffs, so on and so forth. But my biggest fear is I feel like Okay, if that's how Cousins plays, especially when under uh, increasing amounts of pressure, um, professional pressure, not just pass rush pressure, that he's <laughs> he's gonna blow it at some point, even if he I, turns this around. I just I, I have I, little faith in him. What were your preseason expectations? They're gonna win the next two or three Super Bowls. Is that what you? Think? I thought they had a. I, I honestly thought they had a really strong chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Um. You know, I, I'm going to disagree. I, I think the Vikings showed uh, that they're the better team on Sunday. I uh, 
they lost to a team that they can beat, you know, nine times out of ten. I think before, before the season, you probably might have put this down in the loss column, possibly, because, uh, you know, a healthy Rodgers coming back, they're at home where they're always tough and blah, 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 for whatever reason. So I'm not that uh, concerned about it. I think there were some strange anomalies. I, we, we, we had a defense that started out with their their head up their tailbone for, for, you know, the first quarter of the game. We had cousins who either for whatever reason felt pressure or whatever, but uh, made some, some really poor decisions, which he didn't do every game last year. Last year, I, you, you mentioned it earlier, the Buffalo game. This reminded me of that as well. And all of a sudden there was just like his he's on vacation mentally for this one for some reason. I don't think uh, I look at the entire body of work, and I don't think you're going to see this from him every game, game in, game out. And I certainly don't think you'll see it this weekend. Uh, I think uh, in the long run, if the Vikings stay healthy, they will be in the playoffs and they will be in the uh, 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 the NFC Championship contention. They'll they'll be a, a team that can, can still that because they're – I think the defense is so good. I think the running game is so good. Mm-hmm. I think it, uh, the uh, uh, offensive line is improved and it's only going to get better if it stays healthy. And I think, you know, once they figure out the best situations to put Cousins in to, to help him succeed and, and get his confidence uh, uh, back and rolling again, I think he'll be fine. I don't know that he'll ever be the kind of quarterback that's going to win you win you a Super Bowl, you know, per se. But I think if you put him in the situation, he certainly can. So I, 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 I was disheartened. I, I you know... It's been years since I've moped for a week until yeah. the next game when the Vikings had, I've gotten past that being part of the media and covering him and looking at him different. But I was I was pretty crabby after that game. And, because, because it would have been, I mean. Yes, it, you would have set yourself up for, for everything uh, you wanted this season if you win that one. In You know, great. and especially the way it started and everyone in the live chat being like game over. And then it's like, oh, my God, they have a shot here. Um you know, I yeah, just, well, I, every, everybody in the chat room was right. I mean, I got you know, I was getting a little grief from somebody on there for saying, you know, you know, settle down, people. It's not over. Well, it was at twenty-one nothing. Yeah, it, the way they were going, it minutes. was over. They had to be perfect from that point in, and and they were not. So, if there's uh, a silver lining there, I mean, put those things together in the right order. They don't need Cousins to do as much as they needed him to last season. So hopefully, they can right. find that. Um, healthy balance that doesn't really restrict his ability to, to take shots down the field. But, you know, he the thing that is so um, irritating about it is that, like you said, he's a smart guy. Like, he knows. I, I can almost guarantee you that he went home and talked to his wife. was like, I don't know why I threw that ball. You know? Um, yeah. I just – I don't understand why. Um, But there I, are yeah. some silver linings to it. I mean, the defense did come back uh, and play amazingly. Uh, Obviously, Dalvin Cook is on a tear. He looks like – one of the best guys, uh, running backs in the entire league. I think Aaron Rodgers said he's a top five running back. Um, he just looks really, really good. I mean, he he's was averaging seven point one yards a carry. Yeah, he's on pace to set the single season record. But you know, you gotta, you gotta use him right. You gotta get, you gotta sprinkle in some Madison there, break it. You know, give him breaks throughout each game and throughout the season, and not wear him down because yeah. You, you want, you want that horse, go, you know, charging into the playoffs rather than, uh, you know, limping in. And yeah, actually, absolutely want him there for the season. But uh, yeah, I, I think you know he was playing well, but you, you in a game like that, especially Madison needs to get the ball more than four times, because um, he was yep. averaging six point two or three yards a carry. Um, and uh, with they asked Zimmer about that this morning, Joe. Not to interrupt you. Sorry, no, yeah. but 
uh, and he just said, well, you know, uh, they're going to, they're going to do that. They're going to get some, uh, give Dalvin some breaks, you know, they're going to keep him, you know, uh, going good and going strong. But he says, you know, ultimately when the situation, it's all going to be situational. And when the situation dictates it, you know, yeah, you got to be ready to go. So I think they're going to ride him, but you know, with, with definitely in their mind is they can't just, you know, series after series after series be all Dalvin Cook. You just can't. NFL doesn't set up that way anymore, and you can't do that to him either. So yeah, uh, it's nice though, man. Wow. Yeah, I'm 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 pleased. <laughs> you know that. Uh, uh, um. You know, the defense, I think part of the the problem, just because we touched on that uh, with the start, I think, you know, Rodgers is, you know, I did uh, kind of rip on him a little bit going into the game, and, and I didn't mean to say that I thought he was a bad quarterback. I think he's still great. I just don't necessarily think he's a game-changing elite level like he was uh, at one yeah. point. Um, but, you know, he's a savvy veteran as well. He was really picking on, like, Nate Metters, for example, early in the Absolutely. game. I think the, the Vikings uh, – problems at the cornerback position you know with with Mackenzie Alexander not playing and Mike Hughes uh, wasn't out there um I would still say that I would say that he still is able to see the field better than the Vikings quarterback does oh for sure yeah I mean it's incredible to him to find that weakness exploit it and score touchdowns why does why doesn't Kirk see that why doesn't Kirk look off digs in quadruple coverage and Mm -hmm. dump it off to uh Kyle Rudolph so I what don't happened? know, and it, that's the whole thing, and it, it, I, I'm sure people are, you know, we've we've talked about this for the majority of the show, but it is that important, and it is, I think, um, kind of cathartic to do so, and, and uh, you know, I honestly felt like Sunday's game was on, like, a Josh Freeman-level meltdown, um, you know, I just felt like it was disconnected <laughs> the entire time, like you mentioned, and I mentioned, my dad did uh, try to, a little bit, turn my, my hate rays off of cousins for a little bit and he you know his thing was like the pass the passing offense just looked disjointed i know Diggs, i think had a drop um Diggs, don't get me started on him he had a he was another guy who had a really bad game yeah that penalty was um, really really selfish and dumb i wanted i wanted to tackle him i wanted to dive through the tv screen and tackle him and say would you I, i have complained to him for years I don't know if you remember, I've always said, Diggs, I love you, but you've got to quit taking stupid penalties because yeah. you, want, you want to be so emotional and you, want, you are emotional and you want to uh, take off your helmet or you want to you know, do this or do that. He used to do so many bad things like it was like won a game for a while early in his career, and I think he, he figured it out. But this one, this one is mind-boggling, Joe. How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, I know he did that in the Minneapolis Miracle. I said, would someone please go tell him this isn't the Minneapolis Miracle. The game's not over. Keep your damn helmet on. Oh, God, it just it, – it's – it's not only does it cost you one potentially two points, it it uh, it changes the momentum of the game right back the other way because you are an idiot, you know. Yeah. And suddenly you feel like, oh God, you know, you, you take you take some of that momentum out of that great touchdown pass, and you just you know give these guys another reason to be to to dig at the other team to dig in. And and take you out when you're sitting there barking at the fans. Just just give the ball to the ref and go. You know when when you when you're when the game's over and you've got the the, the lead at the end of the game, then you can take your helmet off. I know, and you think like he would recall the game in Lambeau last season, how important one point would have been in that game. 
And there's no better way, and I understand that, you know, he was probably frustrated, and that was, you know, the manif- yeah. like the culmination of his frustration and saying, oh, well, finally I got one down the field, and I've been stifled for a while today, and I'm just frustrated. Um, and, and I'm a diva. Sorry. Pretty much. I mean, I'm trying to find a way to explain his rationale, but you think the best uh, additional revenge would be either going for two or, or just making the extra point. I mean, putting – I know people are kind of freaking out about Bailey – um, missing the 47-yarder and then and then the, the block, but you know that he was kicking basically what like a 48-yard field goal on the extra point, um, and the 47-yard miss is 47 yards. That's not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination. The 48-yarder was blocked. You know? Yeah, it was blocked. So so one was blocked and then he missed the initial yes. field goal. Um, but that's not something that like it was like a 35-yard field goal or anything. I don't think. I think his quote was, "No alarm bells are going off." You know, I'm gonna miss almost 50-yard field goals sometimes. Um, it's the least of my concern coming out of that game. Yes, that, yes. That game uh, had its fair share of concerns, and that really brings us to Dan um, Bailey's appreciative of the game that Diggs and Cousins had. <laughs> take the take pressure the away off from of him. him. Oh God, uh, yes. What a depressing way to. <laughs> Ugh, what are we doing with our? Why do we do this to ourselves? Uh, um, well, uh, they asked uh, Zimmer about uh, Daniel Carlson this morning. I think that you know the, the whole uh, uh, narrative that you know he was just thrown in too quickly for a team that had hopes to go to the playoffs. Too, yeah. too pressure, blah blah blah. Zimmer wouldn't bite. He says, you know, nope. I wish him nothing but the best. He's kicking better now, and I wish him the best future. He's a good kid. Blah blah blah. But. <laughs> he doesn't want anything to do with that. Watch him you know, make I, a seventy-yard field goal to beat the Vikings on Sunday. You know, there's there's something to be said about uh, uh, the pressure that probably is put on players uh, by their head coach on this team, and and it, it's it's the old school mentality. And I'm not sure how much it works these days. I love no. Zimmer for everything I, that I do, and he just said, you know, I, they asked him what he said to him after the game. He says, well, you know, I'm going to tell him what I think I'm an on. I, I'm generally pretty honest and trappy, and I said, I'm going to tell him what I like, and he says, and some people won't like it, and he goes, and I don't care. And then he also said, and sometimes I'll tell him what I think, and some people will like it, and I don't care about that either. <laughs> <laughs> I do so think, he, you know, there's a generational thing there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I, I, I have no problem saying that <clears throat> I am definitely not as – you know, I think my generation and people younger than me were just raised differently and, you know, are a little more sensitive or, or just a little more spoiled in general. Um, you know, that comes with the success of, you know, traditionally each generation doing better than the one before it and everyone thinking their parents yep. were so hard on them and so on and so <laughs> forth. Um, you know, the NFL is different. These guys are paid um, a lot of money and, and yeah. so on and so forth. But that doesn't necessarily mean... I mean, like, I, I always go back to the quote, uh, the Bud Grant, paraphrasing anyway, of, you know, managing personalities being the most, one of the most important right. jobs of a head coach in the NFL. You know, it's not college. You can't really, like, you can't outside beat of training him. camp. Yeah, I mean, you can't say, like, do <clears throat> curfews and do like Tom Coughlin did when he came into the Giants. And if you're wearing a backwards right. hat, we're going to fine you and whatever. Um, it doesn't work that My way. My high school my high school coach was the same way as Zimmer is. He he beat the hell out of us mentally and you know physically. And and you, if you wanted to play football, uh, you just went along and said, okay, this is what it is. And so when when I see how Zimmer is, it doesn't bother me so yeah. much because that that's my experience. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not the same today. It's just not. And, I mean, and that can be okay, but then you have guys like Antonio Brown who clearly take advantage of that. And uh, that's a good man, point. What a yep. nightmare coming out of. Just placating that guy created some sort of monster. Um, 
so I, I, I try, and I think I, there's a reason for it, uh, that I, I try to keep hyperbolic clickbaity sort of <coughs> action items off the agenda because I know uh, I have like a little Joe Oberly on my shoulder and I can hear that you away. scoffing that at away. it. Um, so when I say, do you think the Raiders game is a must win, I don't mean in a way that some people will argue, not so much you, but online will say, well, you know, no game this early is a must win because anything can happen. But I feel like uh, after just the the, the emotions of, of, I think, Cousins calling the, the Packers game a gut-wrenching loss, mm-hmm. um, you know, week three being the week that they, you know, last year they were 1-0-1 oh, and, and um, going into a Bills game at home that they should have very easily won. Uh, you know, coming off of a Packers game that they felt like they should have won. Um, and clearly that game started off horribly. Josh Allen looked like the Fran Tarkenton 2.0 for some reason. Um, and and it, things just were awful from the start. Um, I just, if I could see things getting really bad if, if the Vikings lose this game on Sunday at home. You, you, you make a good point. And when I saw that on the agenda, I smiled. But I started thinking about it, you know, in, in a lot of ways it is. And you just kind of emotionally might be the, the biggest reason why. I, I, I think it's a must-rebound game. They yeah. must rebound because if they don't, it could spiral away just like the season did last year because then you got people that, you know, they're not giving up on their brothers like they say. But, you know, you mentally start to say, oh, maybe we're not so good. I don't know. I yeah. mean, they, they have to. Uh, uh, go out and assert themselves and really play well. That's what I think they have to do more than anything because, you know, the defense had a quarter of really bad football. The offense, as a result of Cousins' struggles and 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 plays like Diggs made and, and drops and other things that happened, really didn't play good football. They played great football in opening week. They, they need to rebound with a very good performance, and if they do, there is no way in heck they lose this game. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, on those in that regard, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say they need to win this game. You know, uh, things can happen, but yeah, things can happen if you go oh one and two, and you lose a home game to a team that might not win another game this year. Yep. Uh, yeah. That, and then, then you face that, the Bears at home the week after. Right. Mm. You might be one and three. Absolutely, Joe. I would. Yeah. I would see you. It's funny you say that too about players starting to think things, and I, this is probably me projecting. But yeah, exactly. Um, and I felt like you know the throw after Cousins threw the interception in the end zone was a throw to Thielen that was almost intercepted, um, and the the Packers DB dropped it and you know fell to his knees. And I remember when they watched the they showed the replay. Um, Thielen was as open as Thielen gets. He would have caught it if it was a better thrown ball. And I remember seeing Thielen jump and try to s- swat it down. And the announcer mm-hmm. was saying Thielen's playing defense on this play. And I just saw the look on his face, and it made me feel like he just thought, "Oh my God, Cousins is having a meltdown here or something." Like, he, like the, all the hope he had, or it was almost like, a, "Come on, man! Like what the hell was that sort of thing in midair?" Um, so I really hope that doesn't happen. I do think. Despite all of the negativity, especially coming from me, you know, if anything, if I want to be positive about it, you know, I think this team showed that it can overcome things and that it can um, win with just a small amount of quarterback play. Right. And by by rights, they, you know, the fact that they're disappointed that they lost that game after being 21 down. Yeah. 
says they're disappointed because they know they should have won that game and they're the better team. So that's got to piss you off more than it makes you despondent. You it's know almost what worse, but it isn't, I guess, you know, it, emotionally, you know, because they get, that's what the Vikings are great at, though. They give you this, they, they hurt you, then they give you all this hope, and then they hurt you again. Um, well, I, I like that they're pissed. I like that they're yeah. pissed. I'm, I'm hoping that's how they react to this and say, God, you know, we're, we were a better team than them. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm circling December 23rd on the calendar, and I can't wait to get back at them and knock them out of wherever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they, they, I think they know they're better than they showed in that game, and, and hopefully that's the uh, uh, response they're going to have to this going forward. So what do you expect out of the offense? You know, I, I saw a, an interesting <clears throat> stat. We all knew um, that week one was historically strange in regards to the 10 pass attempts. But through week two, the Vikings only have, or Cousins only has 22 completions. And that's the uh, outside of one team, which I think was Tampa Bay in 2017. No one in the last 10 seasons has had that few of completions in the NFL. Uh, in well, it, it goes to where, you know, what they said in the offseason and what they're continuing to do. It's going to be a run-first offense. And um, I'll, I'll say it's a small sample size. I think you'll you'll see this weekend uh, a lot more passing because the, the Raiders have one of the better uh, – Yardage-wise, have one of the better rush defenses in the league. They're like fourth, giving up 68 eight yards per game or something like that. And uh, passing-wise, they're one of the worst. So I think they're going to throw the ball this week because that's what that's what the uh, dictate that's what the uh, situation dictates. So I'm going to say small sample size. It'll change. They'll be and and it may be just the thing they want to do is make it more cousins heavy and, until he. Uh, he starts showing that he's he doesn't have a brain anymore. He's too panic. You know, he's too frozen by paralyzed by panic or something. Yeah. That he can do it, but I I think uh, I think that'll change this week. It would be great if they just came out airing the ball out and it worked, and we all were like, "See, no, I need to be okay." I need the points from Cook, so no, it's not. Gonna... <laughs> um, I know, and I hear I am just asking for Madison to get the ball more so I don't look so dumb on picking him up in both leagues. Uh, I want to but with you, yeah. but we'll, we'll talk that offline. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, you know, I, I we'll both be there. That'll be great. I haven't been to an actual regular season game in U.S. Bank Stadium because I had my, uh, I broke my foot and ankle the same day Teddy got injured the first season, and I, I've been to one game in a box, but that was a preseason game. Um, so that should be fun. I, hopefully I'll be doing some live streaming and, and taking a lot of pictures and writing about it for the site. Um, I forget what your exact score prediction was for the Packers game. Wasn't it 24? It, w- it was uh, 2017, I think. I okay, I knew it. I, I, I was off, I believe, by 20 points. Um, what was it, 21-16? I had 31, so that's 10 and what did I do? Seventeen. I thought I picked up like nine points on you. It's, okay, it's... so I was off by fifteen for the Vikings and five, so I was off by twenty. If you did twenty to seventeen, Vikings. Ugh. ugh. Yeah, I was I was off by four for the Packers and four for the Vikings. Yeah. So, so you picked I up think. eight, uh, twelve points on me. Yes. Ruh-roh. I guess. 
Yeah. Um, that means though that you have to go first this week. For your Does it? Okay. All right. Well, I you know I kind of uh, talked a little bit about it. I think how they're going to attack him. I think you're going to see you know you know more play action. They're going they're going to establish the run with Cook, and then they're going to start throwing the ball. And because that's for a number of reasons to get uh, Kirk back in the swing of things and to to uh, to balance their offense a little bit and to attack uh, the defense where they are vulnerable uh, in against Oakland. So I, I've got uh, I've got the Vikings and this is this is a little scary for me because it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. I got them winning twenty seven seventeen. So that's high. That's a high point total for me, Joe. There's there's an opportunity for you. I know, and I'm I'm I should do the smart thing. I'm trying to balance the idea of doing something within averages, 24-21 Vikings. But I really feel like, and this always backfires on me, but I I do think, you know, based on what I just said, that the Vikings really do want to come out and and dominate, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and and start strong, uh, keep the crowd in it. You know they they clearly played really really well um, with with the home crowd on defense uh, week one. So I could see them doing uh, coming out strong, getting a lot of turnovers, kind of getting the taste of the the first quarter of the Packers out of their mouth. And on the other side of the ball, just Cousins, maybe the the team putting a little or showing that they have faith in him. Especially because they're like you said they're going to have to. You know the, the run game might not be as open. It depends on uh, whether or not Elfline's going to play. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he will, but I could see this game being like a 34 to six situation. I think that's what the team would need um, for them to reinvigorate the fan base a little bit. Uh, and by the fan base, I mean myself because I'm the most selfish uh, Vikings fan known to man. But at the same time, every time that I predict that way, I'm wrong. And I did say in the post game, uh, my rant that I'm just going to start predicting awful things uh, happening to the Vikings score-wise. So because of all my takes backfire almost immediately, it's like I'll say something bad about the Packers, and somehow the NFL will just that night schedule a Wednesday night game for the first time ever just to prove me wrong. Um, and so I'm I'm on a, I'm on the fence about it. I don't think obviously the Raiders are a good team. Uh, I, 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 there's just a lot of question marks for the Vikings offense, but I'm going to go because I have to believe this. Um, I'm going to go with my 34 to six. 34 to six. Wow. I think I do believe I'm a little high on the Raiders, but, um, that's, that's amazing. Go ahead. Yeah. I just think the way the defense the last three quarters of that game. I mean, they've basically played seven out of eight quarters really, really well. Um, the Raiders obviously are in rebuild mode. Uh, they're at home. They're pissed. Uh, they want to make a point. And I think that, you know, the point being that if they don't come out and win this game handily or at least have a massive performance on offense, things are going to be so bad that neither of us will we'll turn this into a podcast about HGTV and and home repair shows or something <laughs> there won't be a point so yeah i'm going 34 to 6 i already regret it but dang it guys you can do it yeah but this is going to be a rebound game they've got to uh they got a rebound here so uh you know that, that would be that would be a nice pardon me my girlfriend is a lifelong packers fan mm. um mm, that's tough she converted out of love she was painting her nails the entire game purple 
and gold, and she got all these new Vikings clothes. And then, like, half right, what, two minutes into the game, she was like, see, this is why I was a Packers fan. I'm like, ugh, it's the last thing I want to hear. Um, so I almost feel bad for her. That's like a form of abuse, I think. Um, <laughs> what have I done? Uh, but no, uh, things will be all right. Right, everyone? Um, I will Absolutely. say, though, I, I do think I, at one point this preseason, Joe, to you, said on air, you know, the nightmare scenario will be Cousins starting off sideways and Teddy getting traded or playing well somewhere. Yeah. Um, and Teddy, uh, obviously, is going to be starting for at least six weeks uh, down in Nolens, so that'll be fun to watch. Um, if he lights things up on Sunday and, and Cousins plays bad again, oh, my God, can you just imagine? But, like, <laughs> my point is your point, that he's not on the team anymore. So yeah. there's nothing you can do. Nope, I can't even think about it. And, you know, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, this this fact that they lost this game last week makes this, you know, potential on the ske- early season schedule here, this dud of a game that we were going to – have to go watch this week this yeah. makes it pretty dang exciting you, you, yeah. the place is going to be rocking they're going to be screaming for a victory and 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 it, I, I think it will it'll make it more fun for you and i who are going to be in the stadium so so and, is that uh, there they are i really think that there's a pr- high pr- uh, probability that they'll the boo birds will come out if things go sideways so oh yes that's true uh too. hopefully things will go well again for for anyone looking to go to the game even though we just did the worst job ever selling <laughs> selling it um <laughs> You can go to Purple PTSD, click on the banner for Ticket Club, and enter the uh, discount code SKOLPTSD. That's S-K-O-L-P-T-S-D for a free 12-month membership on Ticket Club, uh, which is like a $50 value. It's pretty sweet. Um, I'll probably do an article today or tomorrow about Total Sports Entertainment. They have like some – I'm looking at one right now. I've shown it on video before. It's, I have a picture of Stefan Diggs running across the goal line with the ball stretched out in front of him. He, uh, the Minneapolis slash Minnesota Miracle, depending on where you Is call him. Is his helmet on? Uh, I, was, I knew I was teeing that one up for you. Um, I should have it photoshopped off. Uh, it's autographed, and it says Minnesota Miracle, even though I wish it said Minneapolis Miracle, and I know people get mad about that. But they have a ton of cool stuff like that. So uh, if you use our code PurplePTSD, you get 30% off. Uh, go to any of our uh, social media or Vikings territory. I posted an article about that a couple days ago. Um, beyond that, we are honored to be uh, the newest recruits to the Big Head Media, Big Heads Media Network, and uh, you'll be able to find all of our shows there and all the places that they usually are. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in, either through the podcast or for live streaming. Hopefully by next week, I'm going to be buying a new webcam because uh, mine, I think, is from, like... 1995 which people can tell from the pixelation and we'll have figured out some of the audio stuff as well Um, but i think it should sound a lot better uh this week than it did last i'm still tweaking it anyway uh we will be back uh next week keep an eye on vikings territory and purple ptsd for all of the uh content regarding the team and i will be doing my pregame and i'll try to do a half uh, halftime show from the game and a postgame show from outside the stadium, depending on uh, internet access. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Morning Joes. We will be back next week. Skull.
always forget how to do this. This is riveting. Yes. 